Welcome to the Artistic Foodies, the show that explores life through the lens of art and food. I'm Abbas Muhammad. And I'm Irfan Raidan. And today we're talking about Halal Restaurant Week 2020. We also have some advice for both foodies and restaurants at the end of the show. So be sure to listen all the way through. So what is Halal Restaurant Week anyways? In December 2020, for an entire week, we gathered up to 30 restaurants, halal restaurants who had special offers that were featured both in the Bay Area Halal Foodies Facebook group, as well as on the Halal Fest social media. Yeah, and I just want to say that it was a very time consuming for all of us involved, you know, the three of us, uh, myself, Abbas and um, Zara. So it was a lot of work, but Alhamdulillah, it came out great. A lot of people were happy about it. A lot of people, businesses were happy. The public was happy. We're going to get into some sound bites from some of the people um, that were participating in our contest. And uh, one of the features of Halal Restaurant Week, which was uh, the giveaway, and we had over $2,000 worth of prizes, which we gave away from some of our sponsors. I was definitely very excited about the prize when I received it. Pakas Haider is an avid halal foodie in the Bay Area, as well as one of the top winners of our Halal Restaurant Week giveaway. He won a lot of prizes from our sponsors. Let's see what he has to say about Halal Restaurant Week. We ended up trying uh, a lot of different, you know, products from that box, like the saffron road, uh, the chickpeas, which we tried and we loved it. I mean, we're actually searching for how we can, you know, just kind of go and purchase more of those, the tarife, itar, itar, which I'm also just currently using myself. Uh, the beef jerkies were a super hit from the Supreme beef jerkies. I, my kids love it. I love it. I mean, you know, I'm you know, still munching through it whenever I get a chance. And also, uh, you know, looking at places who sell it to go in and buy some more. So thank you so much for that. Really appreciate it. And you know what's absolutely fantastic? We we did this as a way to benefit the community, to benefit the local halal economy. But more than that, I mean, let's get back to the basics. Why do we eat halal in the first place? If you're Muslim and you're eating halal, the reason why is you are seeking the pleasure of God and trying to avoid his displeasure. And what more to please God than to help his creation? I think one really important aspect is that we don't make it all about food. And I'm very, very grateful for the Sakat Foundation of America, our charity sponsor, who worked with us on a fast and feed program. So once Halal Restaurant Week food deals were over, we organized something called Fast and Feed, where for two specific days, we encouraged everyone to fast, but also to allocate some of their funds and resources towards feeding others who didn't have the means. So through this, we were also able to mobilize our community towards doing something for good, for the community, for positive. I participated in uh, the community fast that happened the Monday after Halal Restaurant Week. I thought that was a really nice way to kind of just like decompress after the days of eating out and, and enjoying um, just having a day to just have a pause and all of that. I thought it was really important. And that's why I participated in that. Zoha Reza is a YouTube vlogger from the Bay Area who joined us during Halal Restaurant Week to do a food vlog, which you can find on YouTube by searching first ever Halal Restaurant Week. We talked to Zoha to get her take on how the Halal Restaurant Week went for her. 
if there's one thing about Muslims that we need to know and that we've grown up knowing is that we need to be there for the community. We need to have each other's backs. And after spending, you know, all this money on food and for ourselves, we need to give back. And I really pray that Allah accepts all of our efforts. I mean, I mean, definitely that was one of the special aspects of this whole Halal Restaurant Week, which was the community came together, they enjoyed the food, and we also got a lot of positive media coverage about halal food and Muslim businesses in the media. And one of the other things that we got, which I didn't even realize until much later on, was we won the award for the best global Muslim event for 2020. This is by the Center for Global Muslim Life. So they had this competition for all different uh, events and programs and, and, you know, singers and artists and everything all over the world. They had over 4,000 people who voted in the different um, categories. And Alhamdulillah, we won the best global Muslim event. So this is another amazing accomplishment. So congratulations to the whole team and congratulations to the whole Bay Area Muslim community because it was a you know a community event and we couldn't have done it without everybody's participation and that was great alhamdulillah big big thank you to everyone who voted for us and a huge shout out to the center for global muslim life a lot of other categories and a lot of other amazing winners and it's just such a beautiful thing to see so many muslims around the world really striving and and putting a lot of hard work and dedication to doing things that are going to have a positive impact in the world this Halal Restaurant Week could have been anywhere. In fact, the first Halal Restaurant Week that I could at least find on the internet happened in Korea. I think it started in 2016. That's pretty crazy. I, I, I never would have guessed, but Korea has a huge halal scene. I guess you could even say that all the food is soul food. <laughs> So besides Korea, we noticed that this had never happened in the West before. It never, for sure, has never happened in America and definitely in California hasn't happened. So, you know, I mean, at first I was surprised, like, this is such a great concept. Why hasn't this been done? But it kind of makes sense for the Bay Area to be the first place to do it in the West. Because if you think about it, the Bay Area halal food scene is getting pretty big. Definitely over a hundred halal restaurants in the Bay Area. And it's diverse as well. Everything from Uyghur food to your classic kebabs and gyros to your burgers and wings and short ribs. And, you know, we even got a halal hot pot in the Bay Area, but this whole pandemic situation, I don't know how they're doing. Yeah, definitely. And all I got to say is the West Coast is the best coast. So yeah, it definitely was surprising to me as well that this type of event has not been done in uh, North America. And um, so we were... Um, you know, lucky enough that we got to be the first one to do it in the Bay Area. And um, a lot of people, you know, from all over the country, I think, sent us messages and they were interested to do something similar in their city as well. So, yeah, inshallah, who knows what's going to happen in the future. Maybe we might start seeing some more of these type of programs. And, you know, just going back to the Bay Area Muslim community, um, everybody has been used to having the Halal Food Festival, which we have organized uh, since 2013. And because, um, you know, we weren't able to have an in-person festival in-person event like we have done in the past seven, eight years. I think a lot of people in the community were kind of uh, hungry, <laughs> uh, uh, pun intended there, uh, for some kind of 
event that they have been used to every year, going out and uh, trying out different halal foods and trying out new places that haven't they haven't been uh, heard of before or they haven't seen before, which which we usually do at Halal Fest. We have a lot of, you know, we usually have about 20, 30 vendors, uh, different food vendors, and some of them are people who cook from their house and um, have a special item or they have something unique. So this was another way to kind of translate into um, this Halal Restaurant Week. So that was definitely a great thing. Bay Area, not to mention everybody knows, Bay Area has always been a source of culture, always been a source of innovation. I would say the Bay Area leads the world in these two things. So what better place to create a cultural phenomena that is Halal Restaurant Week than the Bay area. And I really do hope that this catches like wildfire. If you're listening to this in DC and Chicago, if you're listening to this in Houston or LA, reach out to us, hit us up info at the Let's go Bay Area in the house. And, you know, this is really part of our hopes for the future because something like this showed so much potential. It won an award. It got so many press hits. And this is something that we didn't really expect when we first started off. This shows that this concept is needed by the community. It fills a gap, especially now in a pandemic era where it's hard to build community. And so, you know, my hope is that other people in other cities and and areas are inspired to do this. Yeah, one thing I wanted to mention also in terms of the media coverage, um, I think neither of us was expecting the amount of uh, media hits that we got. I think we got about a dozen media coverage in uh, print, uh, TV, and uh, online. And one of the reasons why is because um, it was showing that we are supporting the local Bay Area restaurants in general because during the pandemic, all restaurants, even if they're just not halal or you know, not Muslim owned or whatever, everybody was suffering. So this was kind of a way that we are trying to do our part to help the uh, restaurant community. And of course, as Muslims, we're helping our fellow Muslim businesses and halal restaurants. So I think that was another reason why that the media kind of picked up on that because they, they saw that, hey, look, this community is doing something to help out the greater Bay Area economy as well. And because of the success of this and something that a lot of people told us afterwards as well, is do this again, do this again and do this often. So, you know, we really hope and plan to make this an annual festival. So keep an eye out for Halal Restaurant Week 2021, inshallah. But at the same time, I also hope to continue organizing smaller events through the Barrier Halal Foodies Group throughout the year. And the Foodies Group is something we've talked about before, but it's essentially a Facebook group. Just search for Barrier Halal Foodies and you'll be in. As a time of recording this episode, we're at about 10 and a half thousand members and growing. And so that's that's a huge audience. That's pretty crazy. That's a lot of purchase potential. And we hope to leverage that for a good cause and continue to build community with the goals of unity and tolerance and acceptance and really just unifying all of the halal foodies in the Bay Area. That's the goal. And one of the things which we did a survey of all the people who attended or participated in the festival or in Halal Restaurant Week, and majority of the people obviously... 
besides the deals that the restaurants were offering, um, a lot of the pers- people who had attended and participated, they enjoyed the having fun with their family and getting some relief from the pandemic because everybody is stressed out these days. Everybody is feeling isolated and alone and depressed. So this was another way for the community to go out, you know, go to a restaurant. Sometimes they have uh, not gone to a specific place before or they haven't gone to a place in a long time. Chef Lisa started Mirchi Cafe and presented a unique item during Halal Restaurant Week that hadn't been seen before, a smoked brisket sandwich. The crowd went wild. I also wanted to connect to the community in a way that I haven't been able to do for some time. And I really appreciated that this event gave me that opportunity. You know, not just myself going out and putting out him, putting the sandwich out, like this gave a push to what we were doing that I couldn't have done probably on my own. Sometimes there was a great deal. For example, Port of Perry Perry had one of the most great, amazing deals that we've seen. It was 50% off their family dinner plate. So it was like, you know, normally a $60 item and it's down to $30. So obviously they got a lot of uh, people to come out there and we talked to Samir. So we're going to see what he thought about it and how it went for him. So we sat down together and like you say, what can we do to give back to the community? You know, I know we've been in business for a year and a half, you know, as we started this uh, Fremont location, June 2019. And uh, we got a lot of support. We got a lot of love from the, from, you know, our community. So so we just like, what can we do to go back to the community, you know? And then one of my partners say, like, let's do 50% off. And then we looked at each other, the other two are like, wait a minute, are you sure? Then we thought about it, like, say, you know, let's just do it, you know? Even though it's not about the making money, it's about giving them back. So, and it was a perfect opportunity for us to give back to the community. It was also a way for people to find out new spots, get some uh, time with their family, going out and have some fun. I associate food with fun because I got the opportunity to make a whole video about food and make it fun, make it entertaining, and kind of told my story about me eating it. We actually created a plan to go to San Francisco for a little hike for ourselves and going for that hike, being uh, tired after the hike, going to Mela Tandoori, you know, ordering some chicken tikka masala, the pani puri, the faluda. I think the all of that after a tiring hike was a great experience. And above all else, this was a shared experience that everyone in the group and in the Halal Fest audience is experiencing. Everyone's seeing the same deals, participating in the same giveaway. For that moment, for that week, all of these people who have been so disconnected and isolated because of the pandemic were having a shared experience. Thousands of Muslims in the Bay Area were having a shared experience. And that, at least for me, is the number one reason why I felt like we were building community. But that wasn't the only thing that we were doing. Because along the way, I mentioned the purchasing power of the group. We were also leveraging that to support a lot of the small businesses who were participating. Definitely. Everything was run by Muslims in the Bay Area. These are people of our community. And so Halal Restaurant Week helped so many of these restaurants gain new customers that didn't even know that restaurant existed. Uh, Definitely, they saw an increase in sales and exposure. 
people in the group became more aware you know and some of these some of these people are like whoa this restaurant was in my own backyard i never knew and now i'm gonna go there every week you know so we're we're really using the the potential that we have as a community the economic potential to support the local halal economy and keep that dollar flowing within the muslim community definitely it was good marketing for for the local restaurants and um I also had the chance to even interview some of the uh, restaurant owners. So for people to see that, um, it gave them more of like a, a personal feeling with the restaurant. Definitely. We also did a survey of the restaurants which participated and the vast majority, over 75%, saw an increase in sales. And they also said they would participate again in the future. So the restaurants who participated definitely saw a bump in sales. They saw more, more exposure, a lot of media hits for a vast majority of our restaurants and some even who were not participating in our event, they got covered in the media too because the reporters and the journalists started kind of doing some research and they, they are also familiar with some of their you know local uh, halal spots. So some of them were also got a little media coverage as well as a, as a side note. So that was great. So we, we kind of put halal food on the map, so to say. It was great. And, you know, the more people become aware of halal the more recognition it gets the more it's going to be adopted we were already seeing signs of that you can go into into safeway get the open nature brand look for the little halal logo and you got yourself a fantastic high quality grass-fed beef steak yummy yummy and so, you know, the, the more we do these things, the more this stuff is going to be available until one day you'll be able to walk into any store and you'll have a halal option available to you. This is how the Muslims are going to take over the world, one steak at a time. I'm going to cut that part out. I want to just take a short break here to thank all of our sponsors for Halal Restaurant. I want to thank Ifanka, Islamic Scholarship Fund, Crescent Foods, and our charity sponsors, the Cods Foundation of America. We also want to support and say thank you to our deluxe food vendors for Halal Restaurant Week, Maya Halal Taqueria in Oakland, New York Pizza and Kebab in Union City, Falafel Flame, which has four locations across the Bay Area, Innie Burger, which has two locations, Pleasanton and Fremont, El Halal Amigos in Fremont, Kinara Kitchen in San Francisco, Krusty Pizza in Santa Clara, Lados in Sunnyvale, and Mela Tanduri in San Francisco. So when we were reflecting on Halal Restaurant Week, a lot of things sort of came up in discussion. These are all realizations that we had that are going to help influence our future iterations and also allowed us to see what worked really well in order to make sure that we, we emphasize on that the next time. So one thing that I was really thinking about was the relationship between the foodies and the restaurants. It's really a symbiotic relationship. If you think about it, the restaurants are the backbone of the foodie community. I mean, we wouldn't have anywhere to eat if it wasn't for the restaurants. And the foodies are just as important to the restaurants because they wouldn't be in, in business without us. So the foodies need the restaurants as much as the restaurants need the foodies. In such a symbiotic relationship, it's so important to keep things 
positive. Now, this kind of relationship, especially because money is involved and becomes transactional, it, it can prevent some pretty unique challenges and opportunities. I would say the one that has the most potential to either harm or benefit a restaurant is the review of a customer and how they and how they frame the review. You know, in the foodie group, there's a lot of different people. We got over 10,000 people and a lot of restaurants are on there. A lot of business owners are on there. And of course, people from all over the Bay Area. One of the things that we've noticed is there's a lot of negative reviews and Sometimes people just have one incident and they want to make a big deal about that and kind of blast the business in public. And this is not just limited to the halal foodies on Facebook. It's a common problem all over the internet. What is a good way of giving feedback on a public forum? And what are ways that are harm? First, I believe they should just go to the owner. They should talk to them if they have a bad experience. And I'm sure they'll be happy to do whatever they can do it. And like I say, if, if the same thing happening over and over, then there's an issue. Then you can go and talk to the people. Hey, this is going on a couple of different times. And so, but as an owner, I think they should just come to us and talk about it and like you know issue and will they be able to solve right there and then they're gonna give you a refund or they're gonna just uh, help you out and try to rectify the situation right then and there but you got to give people a chance not just one time and you just blast them in public and then that's game over you know you got to give people a chance to uh, fix the problem if you have to wait a little bit or uh, you weren't uh, exactly happy because you didn't get napkins or something then just talk to the owner and they'll help you out. Another big reflection was a realization that food itself is a canvas. It's a vessel. And it's a, it's a vessel that could be used for building community, which is exactly what we did. Even though Halal Restaurant Week was primarily about the food, it was really about something deeper. I think it ended up showing us exactly how engaged and active the Bay Area Halal foodies are and how eager everyone was to build community through sharing their experiences. All in the same week, eating out every single day, that was a ton of fun. And it also brought you know, the community together, being over there, even though we couldn't really talk to each other and, and be close to each other, just seeing a bunch of Muslims outside Porta Peri Peri all at once. It was a nice feeling finally seeing everyone together again. So the foodies were quite involved during Halal Restaurant Week. According to our survey, over 60% visited three or more restaurants and 45% visited restaurants on three or more days. You know, it was a five-day uh, event, Halal Restaurant Week, 30 different restaurants. So we got a lot of interaction, we got a lot of participation from the foodie community and even people of other faiths, other communities besides Muslims participated, which is great because um, that shows that we want to we want to give um, exposure to halal food which in general is healthier and better for uh, you than regular food so that's another benefit that overall the community not just muslims but everybody can benefit from halal food and now to wrap up this episode, one thing that I really wanted to do is take some time to reflect on everything that we've learned. You know, Erfan has been in the halal food game for a long time. He's worked with restaurants to organize halal fest since 2013. And I've been in the game for the last few years as well. There's a lot of things that we see that I feel like a lot of people might not see. There's a lot of conversations we have with owners as well as consumers. And definitely I can say as the admin of the Barry Halal Foodies Group, I've gotten a lot of insight 
into the psychology of the foodies and the restaurant owners. And so we just wanted to sort of end this podcast with a few jewels. This is a, considered as a bonus content, but we have some advice for foodies as well as some advice for restaurants. So first foodies, this is for you. So a lot of people know me from my reviews online. I started writing reviews back in 1998 with Sabia.com. You know, that was way before Yelp even started. And um, in the beginning, there was not that many halal restaurants. So when I was writing reviews at that time, I was pretty, um, you know, tried to stay positive and try to give people the benefit of, it, of the doubt. So, you know, this is not saying that uh, we are uh, only supporting restaurants and, and not uh, letting people have negative reviews or, as some people say, honest reviews. No, we do allow honest reviews. But at the same time, we got to give people a little bit of leeway, especially during this time of a pandemic where everybody's struggling. Give the business a second chance, you know. Like as a Muslim community, like we really have to grow on that because the rest of the like successful businesses that, that are all in and hip, like people wait a lot <laughs> to get food, not because they shouldn't have to, but because if you have a lot of people lined up and you want quality, well, it's going to take that much longer to give you that quality. You know what I'm saying? Because if you rush it, you're so worried that the customer is going to get upset. Oh, that was too long. Now you're rushing. Now anything you do in a rush turns out with problems. We're not fast food. You know, our, our and I, I think a lot of our, our uh, halal restaurants are not fast food. Like traditional fast food is what I understand to be McDonald's and, you know, like that type of a food. And we don't, Maybe we have burgers, but our burgers are not made in a fast food tradition. Right. You could never have a Merchi drive through because it just takes time to, to make them. It'd be impossible. Right. I mean, I'd have to lose my quality. So one of the other things is the uh, third party apps that are out there like Uber Eats and DoorDash. A lot of people don't realize that they take 30% or more of the sale. So that's a big chunk of the uh, restaurant's revenue. So a lot of times the restaurants, they kind of pass that fee on to the customer. So that's why when you order something from DoorDash, the price is much higher than if you would just call them directly and pick it up yourself. So that's why I usually make a for, uh, order online or on the phone directly to the restaurant and you can get the same price that you would get it if you were sitting in the restaurant and then you go pick it up yourself. So that's one thing that also helps the restaurant because you're giving the money Money directly to them and uh, DoorDash and Uber Eats are not taking a cut. So that's one thing I would recommend. Uh, order directly from the restaurant and pick it up. Furthermore, leaving positive reviews when you have a good experience is important. I think most of the time when you see reviews, it's when someone had a negative experience. Most of the positive experiences don't get documented in reviews. But believe it or not, this does help the owner and makes them feel a lot better about their business, helps validate them. But also anyone else who's going to be reading that is a lot more likely to check out that restaurant. And by way of your review... That family who's running that restaurant could get more risk from God. You could be part of that process. Having that connection with each other in this group in a way that we can all grow together, it just makes me want to do better. It just makes me want to bring more to the community in a way that, that's beneficial to them. And I hope, I hope that message gets across.
you know, because it's like you want better. You got to encourage and you have to inspire our, our, our restaurateurs to want to give better rather than just feeling beat up and like, oh, man, everything we do is wrong. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the restaurant Halal Week really brought that spirit back. And I'm sure a lot of people felt that way. And I have to say that no matter how complicated marketing can get and how many different channels of marketing you can have, the best and the greatest marketing tool for a restaurant till this day is still worth of mouth. So what does that mean? That means if you just had a killer, killer taco at Maya Halal Taqueria, it doesn't take too much. Just post about it on Facebook, post a little picture on your Instagram story, you know, tag them. Restaurants love it when you tag them. They'll often repost you when you when you tag them. And so tell other people what you're enjoying, because if you like it and you think your friends like it, then then they'll go and you get to actually support, you know, in, especially in these tough times when the economy being what it is, especially the local economy and the mom and pop shops being what it is, even the smallest things which are free for you could have a significant impact, economic impact on the businesses that you would want to support. Now, this is the advice we have for foodies, but restaurants, you're not off the hook either. We have some advice for you. And hopefully if you integrate these three things, then inshallah, we will be able to see an increase in your business, in your sales, in your revenue, in your marketing, your traffic, everything inshallah. And I have to tell you, all of these three advices are based on one principle, which is relevant now more than ever. We are in a digital age and the pandemic has just accelerated that. Your online presence is everything. It used to be that, you know, you're walking, you see a restaurant, you might want to check it out. But nowadays, people make their decision on what restaurant to check out before they even leave the house. How do they do it? Online. If your online presence isn't there, they're probably not going to check it out. So here are the three pieces of advice for you. Number one, take pictures of your food and post it online. If you have a website, a lot of people um, have a basic website, but they don't have any uh, pictures of their food. Take some pictures of your food upload it. Nowadays, people have uh, these smartphones, which have good cameras. So you don't even have to get a like a DLSR or a fancy camera, you can just use your cell phone and uh, take some nice pictures from there and upload it set up a Yelp page, it's free. Set up an Instagram, it's free. Set up a Facebook page for your business, it's free. Obviously, you can pay to do additional marketing through those platforms, but at least set up the free accounts and that way you have an online presence. Once you get those uh, online platforms, start taking pictures, start posting videos. Everybody has a cell phone now. Use your cell phone and upload it. Very simple, very easy. And you'd be surprised at how many people will start coming to your restaurant after they see some pictures of your food online. Very simple. And finally, thirdly, I want to say that when you do have your online presence, respond quickly and professionally to all negative reviews or posts without taking things personally. It's very important that you don't take things personally and you keep it professional because if you get heated in your response, other potential foodies that are seeing that might see that and choose not to to go but also respond quickly because if you're if someone has posted something negative on yelp and you haven't responded yet and that negative thing is just sitting there people are going to think that the owners don't care so 
You might be the most passionate owner. You might have a restaurant where you care so much about the customers, but your online presence isn't all that. It's not going to show. It's going to scare off customers. So ultimately, what we want to do is we want to help businesses. We want to help halal businesses because they are the backbone of the foodie community. And we want to help the foodies. And there is no one versus the other. There are no sides. It is part of the same ecosystem. And it is only together that we can create a positive experience. Definitely. And one of the things that we have learned from doing this event is that it was a very eye-opening experience. I, for one, was very surprised at how much people um, enjoyed it and participated in how big it became online in terms of media coverage. And we got a lot of TV interviews and we got obviously online interviews but got you know front pages of the you know, food and drink paper as well which was great obviously um, we weren't expecting that but we were happy about that and also because of all the positive comments and um, interaction that we got from the public we realized that this is something that everybody is hungry for everybody wants to have some kind of community sense of community sense of going out again and, and doing some kind of community event even though we still have to to, uh, do the social distancing. We still have to wear the face mask when we go outside in public. But even still, people were doing that. People were going out to the restaurants, ordering the food, spending time with their family, enjoying having a little bit of fun. So inshallah, this was um, something that we will continue in the future. And, you know, just keep supporting those restaurants as much as you can and follow us on Instagram at The Artistic Foodies and at Halal Fest. And of course, go to the Facebook group, Bay Area Halal Foodies, and join that as well. On behalf of myself and my partner, Adil and Asfer, and the franchise of Porta Peri Peri, and uh, our franchiser, Pasha Bhai, thank you to all the Bay Area supporting us, giving us all the love. And the big announcement, this which I want to do, announce right now that Alhamdulillah, we signed the Dublin and Pleasanton area, and that'll be coming in Chalatala in March. Good news for them that and one more Perry Perry third one is coming there. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that through this discussion that we've had, we can all become a lot more conscientious about our community, about our role in the community, and can really just raise the vibration of positivity and unite. I think it's it's through food is a really beautiful thing. So I'm really grateful to be able to have this conversation with you all. I'd like to you know thank everyone who came on to this episode, uh, who are available to interview and. And I just really, really would like to shout out all of the sponsors and all of the restaurant owners. You know, we couldn't have done it without you. Thank you for uh, listening to us at the Artistic Foodies podcast. Check out our website, theartisticfoodies.com, where we have some bonus content, some interviews that we have done, where you can watch some videos and hear some more from the restaurant owners themselves, as well as the foodies and vloggers. And this podcast has been brought to you by Halal Fest Incorporated and Gamma, gathering all Muslim artists.